This is the Daddy Sharps Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 43. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. I feel like we're going back to our second home here, Luke. We're going, going back, back to Vegas. Another UFC fight night. The small octagon. The apex. Less room for winding kicks and for fighters who get taken down. Easier to crawl back to that fence. A lot easier. And speaking of crawling back, John, from yes. the middle of the ring to the fence, we looked to be down on our best bets last week, but we Ugh. crawled back to the fence and we got back to our feet. And we yes. finished UFC Fight Night in Jacksonville, Florida with a best bet record of, uh, I don't know if we deserve a drum roll. It deserves a drum roll. Uh, two, one, and two. Let's explain that a little bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> two wins, one loss, one canceled fight, and one no contest. So the, the good yeah. news is if you placed our best bets, well, you'd be up right now, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's go ahead and recap those best bets from last week. Well, the good news is my best bets were undefeated. <laughs> The bad news is I only had one of them. So I started with the Japanese sensation, Tiara versus Rodriguez. Love Tiara in this one. Skilled grappler, excellent submission skills against the striker. That once he gets taken down, gives up tons of control time. Well, Rodriguez showed up a tad overweight, my friend. Three pounds overweight. Tiara smartly said, I'm not taking this fight. So that was canceled at weigh-ins. Then we go to Lane versus Taffa. Heavyweight. Yeah. We got big guys with big fingers. And these guys combined 22 of 24 fights ending in a finish. So our best bet, the fight was not going to go to distance. Less than 30 seconds into the fight, Taffa takes a lame, ginormous finger to the eyeball. And if you haven't seen it yet, Luke, it was nasty. This it guy's eyeball started swelling up. And then in two minutes, it was bleeding. I'm surprised he can still see. He did go back on Twitter later in the day, said he can see and everything, but... Uh, he actually said he was worried about his career. This thing went, these are heavyweight fingers. This thing went all the way up to the knuckle. Well, and you know what he said right after the fight? He thought that his 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 eyeball was hanging out of the socket, oh, like it yeah. had been knocked out. Oh, it was nasty. And they kept showing it in, in replay. It was. I know. And every time I bad. looked away, I just started looking away. <laughs> Usually I don't look away from that stuff. But this one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, broken legs and stuff like that. I look yeah. away. This one, I just, I, I, I did. I don't look away. That is, but I, I this, for this one, I was like, oh god, that's gross. I can't see that again. Heavyweights with husky fingers. There you go. Finally, best bet I actually got to see through Brown versus Terman. I highlighted in the last podcast that Terman was going down a weight class, but management and UFC literally picked the biggest fighter at welterweight, Randy Brown, and that proved to be the difference here. Terman never got close to him, and Brown wins the decision behind length and jabs. So I was the one with the loss, everyone, if you didn't pick that oh. out already. <laughs> my, first bet, my first best bet was Trevor Peak to come out swinging hard and fast, which he did, John. But then... I said that he'd win by finish. He actually lost by decision, so that was a loser. My bad. But, but I picked Brendan Allen to win his fight. Ooh. Not only did he win, he won by submission in the first round, and I believe you also collected a little money on by finish. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I trailed you on this one, and it was very it was a good, good Daddy Sharp's best bet, my man. Very nice, very nice. He looked good in that fight. All yes, right, he John. Did. 
It is time now to share our best bets for this week's UFC Fight Night at the Apex in Sin City. You start us out. Ooh, so I'm going with the public. There's a fight here. It's got the public's darling in it. I'm going to explain that here in a minute. I got Isman Gulov versus Dawson. My best bet here, I'm going Isman Gulov, my friend. I love Dawson. He has a ton going for him right now. He's looked dominant at times in the UFC. He trains at American Top Team now, which, as you guys know, one of the best gyms in all the country. Leg kick. Leg kick, yes. Watch the calf kicks. Dawson, good all-around fighter. He can grapple. He can get submissions. He can strike. Very sound everywhere. However, on the Isman Gulov side, the side that I like, it's who he's fought and how he has performed that has me picking him in this matchup. In his last two fights, Isman Gulov fought two takedown machines and his defense held up. This guy's a striker. His last fight was Sarukian, who, in my opinion, is the best grappler not named Islam in the weight class. We just saw him win a decision last week. This dude's a top 10 guy. Sarukian took Islam's split decision against Isman Gulov. Sarukian landed seven takedowns. That sounds like the defense didn't hold up very well. Well, it took 21 attempts to get him. The only takedown defenses on the UFC that made Sarukian look worse, Islam was 5 of 25, best wrestler in the whole division, and Gamrot, I would say he's the third best wrestler in the whole division, was 1 of 8 against Sarukian. So Isman Gulov actually held up with these guys, and Luke, he's not a grappler. As you know, Isman Gulov is known for his power on the feet and in his hands. The guy always wins the striking battle, no matter who's in front of him. Back to Dawson. This is the public's darling. Isman Gulov opened up as a favorite. He is now trending in some places right now as the underdog. Dawson, he's looked great on this run, but he always faces grapplers. This is going to be the best striker he's ever seen on the UFC. He will need to get takedowns to win the fight, but I'm not putting his skills at the level of Sarukian or Gamrot just yet. The old saying, Mr. Luke, you say it all the time. Styles make the fight. This is a horrible matchup for Dawson. Where he is strongest, Isman Gulov is actually strongest defensively, which means it could turn into a striking battle. That's Isman Gulov's place to win. He's going to win this one easy, I think. Yeah, interesting. Interesting breakdown, and I can't wait to see that fight. For my first fight, I'm going to the featherweights, my man. Joe Anderson, Brito versus Weston Wilson. Now, earlier in the week, I was ready to say, let's wait and see when the odds come out because Wilson is a fill-in fighter. Well, they came out and they have jumped up. (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs) Brito favored by a mile, minus 1,400. But I'm sticking with it. So let me break this down for you. Let's go to Wilson right now. Wilson's 34 years old. This is his UFC debut. Think about that. He's also a fill-in fighter. So this is it. Usually, he fights at a heavier weight class. So we're both thinking this. Everyone's thinking this. He's got to make 146 pounds going into this one. That's going to be a huge challenge for him to do. Don't you think? Isn't that isn't that the big and, hurdle there? And on short notice. Short He's an alternate. Notice. Right, <laughs> he right. didn't have a so, six-week camp. As for the fight, his only chance is to use his height and reach here. Keep jabbing, keep kicking at distance. He has an average grappling game. Nothing he's going to do in the fight will work against Brito, however. Brito lands more than three and a half strikes per minute. He averages more than three and a half takedowns per three rounds. He's coming off two wins against arguably some decent UFC opponents. But again, the odds are ridiculous here. So if Wilson does make weight, 
again, huge question marks. I'm I'm hoping he does. Yes. Um, or that he comes close enough that they agree to fight anyway, which could be a possibility. Yeah. If you can get a good number on Brito to finish. Go for it. Uh, I I don't I don't know if you can yet. Uh, I haven't seen those numbers at my book at least. But no. the under the under right now is one and a half rounds, and that's at minus two seventy. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I I might you know that's not it's great, good. but could go for that. I I yes. do think that's going to happen. I really 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 want to make my best bet here, Brito, to win in the first round either by KO or submission. I think he could do either. But I'm going to play it a little bit safe, back up just a little bit. I can't believe I'm saying this is a safe bet. My official <laughs> best bet is under one and a half rounds in this fight. I don't know how he doesn't destroy this guy. No, this is huge odds. First round. Yeah. Huge like odds. It. And, it, and think about it. If Wilson does lose, I mean, he's he's old enough and it's his, it's his debut. Does that mean they're just going to, you know, thanks for playing and goodbye forever? I don't know. If he, <laughs> if he shows well, maybe they'll give him another fight. I maybe. don't think he has a lot to yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Anyways, Be official best bet under one and a half rounds. There you go. Hey, my my next best bet, speaking of guys that maybe he'll be able to come back if he shows well, this is a guy that's been cut <laughs> in my next best bet here. So I got Lee versus Fakri Dinov, my best bet here. Fakri Dinov. Kevin Lee should be in the prime of his career, but instead... He's only won two of his last five, and he's switching weight classes. His best stretch was from 2016 to 2017. Luke, I don't even remember what I was doing between 2016 and 2017. Nope. At that time, Kevin Lee took out some great grapplers like Trinaldo and Chiesa. He's 5-0 and in that stretch. Then losses started piling up to the point he was actually cut from the UFC, and in his last fight, fought in Khabib's league, Eagle MMA, where he got a win against a 41-year-old fighter who lost four of his last five fights. The dude then went and fought bare-knuckle boxing. So it's not really a great <laughs> MMA fighter that he beat there. I mentioned it before. Lee has taken this fight at welterweight. He was most successful at 155 pounds. He has two fights in the UFC at 170 pounds and has gone 0-2 in that time. I'm going to stay hyper-focused here for a minute on Lee at welterweight. He has been outstruck 2-1 to one in this weight class and faced two southpaws with shorter reaches. Still got outstruck. Enough about why I don't like Lee. Now, why I like Fakri Dinov. He's a grappler that was dominant on the lower levels at 185 pounds. He then made the switch, lost some weight to move to welterweight for the UFC, and he's gone 2-0 and on the big show. In these two fights, two fights, he has 27 minutes of control time. Fakri Dinov will look like the bigger, thicker guy in the octagon. And with his heavy grappling style, that extra weight's going to wear on Lee. I like Fakri Dinov to grind him out for the win. That's my best bet. Yeah, I like that one too. And I'm definitely going to tell you on that one. Uh, good, good bet, in my opinion. Good bet. Yes. Very well done. We're agreeing. Uh, we're agreeing. We're, unlike we're that, agreeing on that one. Unlike we've that got, Charlotte card. <laughs> and we've got some disagreements in this one as well. Let's. I don't know about this one, though. Let's go to the middleweight fight division for my next best bet, and that is Nersultan Ruzaboyev versus Bruno the Hulk Fajeda. I like yeah. Fajeda here to, to, to win. Hands down, he is the more explosive and dangerous and exciting fighter. Absolutely. But here's how I'm going to break down this fight for you. All the negative things that people might say about Fajeda, he has an answer for it, okay? Uh -huh. Everyone says he's a short middleweight. 
short and stocky and powerful mm-hmm. with a six inch height disadvantage in this fight alone. The answer he attacks his opponents like Mike Tyson. He has a massive amount of punching power compared to his opponent. Okay, next argument. He's mm-hmm. 10 and 0, but he hasn't had a lot of good fights. No good exposure. He hasn't been tested. The answer <laughs> he knocked out Gregory Robocop Rodriguez in UFC 283 not too long ago with a straight left. Go back and watch that fight. Looked like a jab to me. Looked like a jab. What else? Like a jab. <laughs> it was a hell of a shot. It wasn't yeah, a lucky it was. shot. It was a hell of a shot. Uh, Ruzaboyev is is new to the UFC. He's a fill-in fighter. He's got a lot of experience, but not at this level. I'll make this short and sweet. My best bet is a Fajeda to win by finish. I love the by way you, you broke that down. We talked about this earlier. And the way you call Fajeda Mike Tyson. That's exactly who it is. Once you actually see him fight, that that's Fajeda. <laughs> Short, built like Mike Tyson, knockout power. And, and let's be clear. The, the, he's the, he's going to rely on that style of explosiveness and punt. And it, it could be a first-round knockout, but he's going to rely on it. And he needs to make a splash. This is his chance. 10-0. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think I think he's just going to be the, the better, younger fighter. All yes. Right. Let's, John, you and me take a deeper dive now into the other fights we like on this card. And we're going to start with a lightweight <laughs> fight. We've got Garam, the Georgian Viking. And by Georgian, I don't mean Atlanta, Georgia at no. all. <laughs> Kuta far, far away. Kutatalatse <laughs> is minus 700 right now versus Elvis Brenner. So I think we're agreeing on this here. Kutalatze fighting as an alternate in this one. So already we've broken down, what, five fights, and there's three alternates already? Yep. Kutalatze joined the UFC 2020, only fought twice. Both ended in split decision. So every fight he's been on in UFC, somebody think he lost. And get this, in three years, this guy has two fights and four cancellations. So before you go and rush to get that minus 700 right away, uh, you might want to <laughs> wait till weigh-in, make sure wait this guy actually shows up. He's canceled more fights than he's actually fought in the UFC. This should not be a minus 700 guy, in my opinion. This lean is less about the guy, less about the fight style, and more about the lack of activity. And he's coming in here on short notice. And how much of a favorite this guy is. I'm actually going to lean Brenner here. I think I think you said plus 450. That's what I like. Yeah, I do too. Uh, do you know who Brenner was scheduled to fight first in this one? Oh. You was do. Our boy, the Monkey King? It was our boy, the Monkey King, Jordan Levitt. Oh, I was so disappointed. I, I, I Not only I do I think he's he's goofy and we love him, yeah. but he's a good, he's a decent, good fighter, man. He, he might be a Daddy Sharp's favorite. Oh, he totally is. He he's the favorite is. fighter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm wondering why. You know, he didn't fight too, too long ago. I'm wondering why he, he dropped out of that one. But he certainly did step back and dropped out of that fight. And so, hence, we've got the the fill-in and I wonder how Brenner feels about that. He's like, oh man, really? Come on. <laughs> but I think, but I think you're right here. I, I don't know why Kudalate is uh minus 700. 700. Minus yeah. 700. I don't, I just don't know why. Um, is there something that we're not seeing? I don't know. Uh he is ranked in the top 20, and Brenner right. is ranked like 100th right now in the lightweight division. So there is that. But uh yeah, we're definitely sprinkling a little bit on Brenner to win this one plus 450 right now. I think that's the way to go. Just just a little bit, not just, a full just a little sprinkle. Just a little, bit. 
Just like parma cheese, Parmesan cheese on a spaghetti, a little sprinkle on there. A little bit, a little bit. So you can rush <laughs> to the bathroom between fights, but you can get back and have some action on, uh, you know, and, and, and it'll be a fun fight to watch. All right. Yes. To the Husky division, otherwise known as the heavyweights right now, we've got Alexander King Kong Romanov, a slight favorite. And we'll talk more about that in just a second versus Blagoy Ivanov. John, who do you like in this one? Ugh. I think you're going to be very disappointed in me. I'm sorry, but I got to do it again. I'm going to lean Romanoff here. Oh, I know, here I know, I know. <laughs> Romanoff, this guy was on the fast track to the top five ranking. Then he fought Tybura. Close fight. I think most people thought Romanoff did enough to win the first two rounds. In third round, he stayed away, played on the edge, and Tybura got the judges' favor there, and they awarded him the victory for it. Then he fights Volkov, which I thought was just going to be a killer bounce back fight for Romanov. Great striker, strong fight IQ. Volkov knocks him out. Ivanov, one in three in his last four fights. This guy's 36 years old. Fights mostly strikers in his career. Never a grappler of Romanov's level. Ivanov has faced 10 takedown at uh, attempts in five fights. So guys are trying to take this guy down. 10 times in his five UFC fights, Romanoff in the same amount of fights has actually attempted 31 takedowns. This is going to turn into a wrestling match, my man. Romanoff needs to get this win and his back is against the wall. Losing to a 36-year-old striker on a losing streak will be devastating to his career and I think he knows it. Look for Romanoff of old to be in this fight and if he doesn't win, officially on the no bet list from this daddy sharp. Yep, sounds like me and Zemogolov, uh <laughs> last from last week. I said, no, yeah. this is it. Yep. <laughs> one, one, in, one in five. Damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Yeah, that didn't work. Split decision loss again, three that, in a row for that guy. <laughs> that didn't work. I mean, he's. No. I didn't. I haven't looked, but he's got to be close to out. Like Romanov yeah. came into this, came to the UFC with so much hype. I, 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 I agree with you. I, I bought into it. I chewed it up. I swallowed every ounce of that hype, John. You know what? Guess what? No. Guess what? Didn't taste good. No, no. Didn't taste good going down. I am 100% off this fight. That's Probably official. smart. Official. <laughs> the only thing Romanov has taught me at this point is not to bet on it. In my alternative, in my alternative, well, here's where I want to break down the numbers a little bit. And my alternative is even off. And Vegas is giving us uh, earlier in the week was giving us even odds on him. Like, forget it. Vegas is telling me maybe this is a sucker bet. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe not though. I don't know. Romanoff is, it, it was attractive at minus minus one twenty five for sure. That was earlier in the week. Now he's minus minus one forty five. Okay. Still in the ballpark for me. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But for all the reasons that you said, you know, I, I think his back is against the wall and I think he's got some kind of advantage in that. And, and Vegas is going to take your VIG. They're going to smile doing it. But on, <laughs> yes. the, but on the other side, I think they're telling us this fight could go either way. It's really close. And I think Ivanov's numbers are going to change even more closer to fight. But remember, even at the start of the week, now he's plus 110. So they're, you know, the money is exchanging hands in these fighters. It's going to be interesting to see where they land. But I still think Vegas, if you look at the early numbers, is saying this could go either way. That's what scares me. Yes, I'll be crossing my fingers. No, you're still taking it. All right. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. God bless America. The 4th of July is coming up right around the bend. And uh, yes, God bless Romanov. All right. <laughs> lightweight fight. We've got a lightweight fight on the card. We've got Benoit, God of War, 
God of War is what he chose for his nickname. <laughs> you have no comment on that. You're just saying. Well, I'm just saying. I let, let the chips fall. Where you deduce, you, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you guys talk about it. Talk amongst yourselves. Saint Denis. Saint Denis versus Ismail Bonfim. Bonfim's numbers jumped up a little bit today. He's up to minus 320. So we went from kind of a, a light favorite to a moderate favorite, John. Yes. So I like here, Bone Theme, St. Denis lost his UFC debut as an alternate, then came back in the next two fights with two finishes. The guys he beat, a combined 0-4 in the UFC. So not exactly a ringing endorsement there. His striking defense does look mighty bad, but I think it's better than the numbers show. He was hit 149 times in that first fight. Nowhere near that in the last two fights. Bonfim has huge power in hands. Two knockdowns last two fights. In his debut, he knocked out the surging Terrence McKinney. That guy is a killer. If you've never seen that guy fight, very exciting. I'll have my money on Bonfim here. He's been in there with better guys and has a much stronger strike defense. All right, so he is a heavy favorite for, for good reason. I agree with you, but is he minus 320 better? I don't like that. No. <laughs> yeah. is a good fighter. He, he is. He's a good grappler. Not a great puncher. Strike defense, not great. <laughs> and no. against Bonfim, you're right. It's just not going to cut it. I mean, just go back and watch Sanzani in any of his fights. And, you know, there are times where he just stands there and he watches. And he doesn't move his head. And he and here comes the punch. Here comes the punch. Move. And it goes <laughs> right to the noggin. So yeah. I, I'm going to pick. Uh, Bonfim here uh, to win, most likely. I, I I may like him to finish as well, but definitely a heavy, heavy lean for me. All right. Next fight, brother. Ooh. Welterweight fight. We've got Max Payne Griffin versus Michael Morales. Morales, a moderate favorite in this one, minus 250. So I go into this fight, and I'm breaking it down, and I see, first I see the ages here, and I'm I'm immediately looking for a reason to bet against Griffin. But crazy enough, Luke, I'm putting money on the 37-year-old Griffin to win here. When the gap in age is 10 years or greater, the younger fighter wins on the UFC 60% of the time. Usually a good rule of thumb to look at in these fights. I'm going to bet on that 40% side this time. As much as I've tried to find a slowdown in Griffin, he's still fighting tough. He hasn't been knocked out since 2016, his UFC debut. So the chin is still there. And he's crafty. This guy took Magny to a split decision and lost, but he outstruck Magny. Plus, he's been in the octagon with some really good fighters, Oliveira, Morano, Magny, like I said. These are the guys that he's losing to. Morales, knockout artist on a 14-fight win streak with 11 by knockout. I'm going to put my trust in the crafty veteran here to get it done and avoid the power shot of Morales. What I think is going to happen... Griffin's just going to touch Morales. He's going to stay back, hide behind his jabs, hide behind his low kicks, touch him. Morales is going to come out swinging for the fences, trying to put this guy away. And then in that ever crucial third round, I'm thinking Morales is going to be tired and Griffin's going to be able to pull away in that third round and win the fight right there. Ooh, are you saying by finishing the third or, 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 or by, by decision going to decision? I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. say decision. Going by the but I, I'm my my lean here is I'm just gonna take you're already getting plus money on Griffin just take yeah. Griffin plus money oh totally yeah totally. he's the I, underdog I I couldn't agree with you more um except for the fact that uh, I disagree with you hundred oh! percent 
you go to hell, young man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's another Daddy Sharps war. <laughs> Morales shows Morales shows a lot of areas where he's vulnerable, no doubt about it. Right crosses and kicks. That's a problem because that's it's, it's a lot. He yeah. also expo- speaking of chins, he exposes his chin a lot. But he's a young fighter. He hasn't fought in a year, and that's plenty of time to learn and train those bad habits out of his game. I think Griffin is coming into his own, but but it's such a such a late age, you know, yeah. late late part of his career. He's past the prime age average. We're talking for a UFC martial artist, so yeah. we, we got to agree to that. Yeah, I th- I think Morales wins this one. I, I I think it the most attractive bet for me though, and I and I think this is why we we where we do agree on this one is this fight will go the distance. Totally I would agree. Say, I would say take the over. Yep, I totally agree with that. So we're not fighting. We're not fighting. We both agree take the over is the safety bet, but it could yes. it could be a pretty decent fight to watch. Yeah. All right, are you ready? Are you ready for the main event? Yeah, I got questions here. So, yeah, let's let's go to this main event. I got questions. questions. <laughs> yes. The good the good sir from Colorado has questions yes. about the main <laughs> event. Let's get into questions. it. It's a, it's a middleweight fight between Sean uh, 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 <laughs> yes. and Strickland, who, who, and I'm gonna say this because I want to argue about this later, uh, is now at minus 170, still the favorite. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm sorry, he's minus 155. He started out the week at minus 170, he's down to 155. So Sean Strickland is taking on Abasupian Magomedov, who is at plus 125. That is a tasty number to me, but it's a great debate. And here you go. You kick off this debate between the daddy sharps. Okay. So if I'm going to make a bet here, it's going to be that this fight ends in a finish. So I'm not betting either guy. It's just going to end before it goes to a judge's scorecard. But Luke, first of all, I just got to say, what the hell is going on with this fight, sir? We have a seventh ranked Strickland fighting an unranked guy with one UFC fight under his belt. Granted, it was a 19-second knockout, and if you haven't seen it yet, it's a straight kick to the face! <laughs> but Magomedov, it was great. Magomedov, does he deserve this shot? What's got me freaked out here, me and you do a lot of betting on football, and when we see a line that's fishy and we can't figure out why, we usually stay off that fight. Somebody at the UFC thinks Magomedov is this good and not only put him against a ranked guy, made him a main event and built an entire card around this fight. Something doesn't add up here for me. He's an unranked fighter facing a top 10 guy. It's very odd. He's a PFL fighter. He was an absolute killer in that league. The last time I saw something like this, it was Chandler coming over from Bellator, but he wasn't even a main event in, in that fight. But then you look how active he is. Two fights in three years. Two fights. So we're we're building a card around an unranked guy that's fought twice in three years. And then there's Strickland. The thing that scares me about Strickland scares me to death of this guy. The Pereira fight. He fought Pereira as a title eliminator to face Adesanya. Strickland in the media day and all the media leading up to it knew Pereira was an excellent striker. Strickland talked about his left hand in media interviews. He even said wrestling was the way to go. And what did Strickland do in that fight, Mr. Luke? What did he do? He stood right in the middle of the octagon and decided to box this guy on his way to a first round knockout of himself. (laughs) I know, and it scared me every step of the way. (laughs) And here we are months later, Strickland is talking about this kid in much the same manner. 
calling him a no name. He shouldn't be in the ring with me, etc. Strickland wants to put on a show here, but it, it just might get him caught. On the other hand, Strickland should absolutely destroy this guy and knock him out or submit him. I have no idea what to think. So my best bet in this fight, fight's going to end in a finish. That way, at least I got something and I can just root that somebody kicks the shit out of the other guy. <laughs> nice. Heavy, 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 heavy yes, lean. Because they're on both going to make a statement. <laughs> on this one to finish. Yeah, great points on, on both fighters. Strickland is just kind of, he's he's got an interesting style. He's got an interesting uh, jaw. I, I think his podcast is is could be better. Uh, I know it's new and they're working on it, but yeah, Maga Madoff, man, uh, two fights in three years. I, does he deserve, uh, right? Someone thinks so. Look, <laughs> look, 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 look. Strickland has much better experience fighting top guys, mm. fighting top guys. Uh, he likes to get close and personal. I, I hate that. It scares the hell out of me, out of me. but <laughs> you know what he relies on a lot and, and go back and watch his fights is blocking shots. Yeah. And you saw it in the last fight too. In, in his uh, his strike defense is sixty three percent, so he's really good at it. And he averages more than five and a half strikes per minute uh, landed. That's fantastic as well. He has a great jab up close and personal as well. Magomedov, though, I, I think he's I think he's more powerful. He's a I big think he's guy. got them. He's got yeah, he is. He's more powerful in his punches. He's he'll have a slight height and reach advantage. I mean, just slight uh, to win though. Don't you think that he's got to stay on the feet? And he's got to kick, and then he's got to kick. He's and he's going to jab <laughs> and kick and and jab and then kick and then kick <laughs> and then and then he might and probably finish with a jab kick combo. <laughs> I like it. Am, am I getting my point across? Yes. He's got to keep his distance from this guy. Don't be into Strickland style. Don't go to the mat with Strickland. I think Strickland gets the win. I really do. I think he gets the win, but that's too scary for me because I think his ego, like you mentioned, gets in the way, and it could get in the way and force him to expose himself in this fight as well. You know, he's going to be top billing on UFC fight night, granted, but still he's going to be top billing, and that's going to could go to his head. I think it ends in a finish as well. It really, really could. It, but here's what I think. Here, Here's what I think. I, I – we're – I think we're both saying the same thing. Uh, I think Magomedov can go up, uh, go up on points early. If he plays this right in the first round, he could have like a two-point round. He really could. Yeah. Keeps his distance, lands some strikes. He ha- and he hurts him. Let's say he stuns him. Strickland's not just going to fade away necessarily. Right. So he could go up on the scorecards early, which will force a brutal late third round, early <laughs> fourth round situation. So here's what I'm thinking. I like the over three and a half rounds in this one. I think they feel each other out first two. It gets brutal in the third. I think it lasts just enough to go over three and a half rounds. And then I think there's the finish as well. And then I think one of them just finishes that fight. So I think we're both on the same page in this one. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that's played a sport or anything, you you were college soccer you're going in against a team that everybody in the world says you should be. You should kill this team. That's a lot of pressure on Strickland, too. He's the one with all with everything to lose here. He's the one with the number next to his name. And this other kid, if he beats him, he gets he might get ranked in the top 15 just for beating a top 10 guy. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like no pressure on this guy at all. And if he if he loses, he was supposed to. So there's there's that aspect of it too. 
Yeah, totally. Look, look for the smart bet in this one. Attack the different angles. Don't just look at who's going to win and win it. Look, there there are smarter bets. Smarter money can be placed, and I think we're we we both feel very confident over three and a half and a yeah. finish. I, I think this one is going to be. It could be a good show. Could be a good show. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. Ends in a finish. All right, my man. Let's go ahead and recap our best bets. For UFC Fight Night Las Vegas coming up this Saturday. John, who do you have? My best bet, I'm going against the public here. Ismak Gulov finishing, probably going to finish as the underdog here. I like him behind his striking against Dawson. Great, great grappler. And then Fakri Dinov. I like him to win against the struggling Kevin Lee, who is on his second tour in the UFC here. (laughs) Already been cut once. So I like Fakrit Dinov to win that fight. Yeah, I like that one too. For me, I've got Yo Anderson Brito to win by finish over Weston Wilson. He's favored by minus fourteen hundred. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I, I I think he's just going to destroy this guy. And and uh, did I say I like the under uh, one and a half rounds too? Yes. Yep, you did. I think I did. I think I did. I like it. Um, and then I got Bruno the Hulk Fajeda, and I've also got that a win. By finish. I think the kid's just explosive. I think he's just going to splash onto the UFC and just destroy his opponent. All right. I will never be able to watch him now without thinking of Mike Tyson. You were so right in that. His the neck way he and fights. His, the build. He looks like a yep. pit bull out there. He does. He's going to be explosive. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week, John. Good sir. But remember, yes. and I want you to remember that you should always gamble responsibly. Just listen to my best bets. Not your own. Just kidding. (laughs) But bet within your means and the bets that we both share, John and myself, they're based on our own research. We don't always win on those best bets. In fact, some of our best bets don't always happen. And they don't always happen. (laughs) Depends on the weight weight here. And when to watch this week, that Wilson fight. (laughs) But uh, be sure to check us out on social media, at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And we're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. Yeah, we sure will. But John, first, who is your daddy? We are. Daddy Sharps.